Welcome to the Seneca Podcast, a weekly discussion of current affairs in China, coming to you from the pop-up Chinese studio here in Beijing. I'm Kaiser Guo, joined by Jeremy Goldcorn, the sinister mastermind behind Dunway.com. How are your fiendish machinations of late friend Jeremy? They're very, very, very well, and I'm particularly pleased that the Politburo has resumed their manipulation of the Beijing weather, so that it's very nice when we have a Seneca podcast. Yeah, right. it's a beautiful day today. PM 2.5, under 30 or something. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It feels like home for me. It's like 104 degrees out and yeah. very dry. It's like Arizona. Dry, nice. Um, we are also joined by David Moser, academic director of the CET program here in Beijing by day, virtuosic jazz pianist by night, and at all times one of the keenest observers of culture, language, politics, and society here in China. Welcome back to the show, David. Thanks a lot. Uh, first off, I want to wish all of our listeners a happy Duanwu Jie, and may you eat many a delicious zongzi. It's zongzi, right? It's not zongzi. Zongzi. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I always up on that word mm. what is that i mean i don't know but it, I, but i don't call I them delicious i don't think they're delicious oh they can be the ones mm. in taiwan mm. i've been eating of late are, are amazing the rolls on from there um i don't know what it is about that word that always throws me anyway uh this morning i was actually uh meeting with one of the directors of the hundred thousand strong initiative which is a um, a u.s project to build people people ties between the u.s and china uh which was first announced during president obama's visit to to china in the fall of 2009 i believe Um, and just last night, I was actually on a panel uh, at the uh, Beijing American Center speaking about Chinese-American experience in China to a, a Chinese audience, actually, about, among other things, the, the mission to which I've always felt a, a strong sense of personal dedication to it, improving uh, understanding between Chinese and Americans or Chinese and people in the Anglophone world. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot in the last few days, and I think there are a lot of people doing great work in the area who I think we should all recognize. I'm first to mind maybe Abigail Washburn. Jeremy, your wife works really closely with that banjo virtuoso. Yeah, they have a band called the Wu Force, the Wu uh, Force. together. Yeah, I mean, and so she, she writes in, in Mandarin. She speaks really good Chinese. She spent a lot of time here in China. And she is married to Bella Fleck, which is the main reason I'm, I'm jealous of her. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, And, and, and Jeremy's wife, right, Mufei, is in the opposite direction, obviously, is a great bridge. Yes, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of people that bridge in both directions. Um, I would add Jesse Appel, a mm-hmm. young comedian that we've had on the show before. Holly Chang and the work she's been doing with Project Pungyo. I think uh, she did, gets a huge shout out. And David, of course, here is another one, um, you know, for all the work that you've done, you know, making an ass of yourself on Chinese television. Right? <laughs> kind of a creaky bridge at this point, creaky, but still a bridge. But, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of wander, water under that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's water under the bridge. Uh, today, we are thrilled to have with us one of my personal heroines in the great enterprise of Sino-American bridge building, and someone I have long wanted to meet in person um, so I could express my admiration face-to-face. That is none other than Jessica Beinecke. Jessica is the delightful personality behind OMG Meiyu and Crazy Fresh Chinese, and uh, I just learned something called Baiji La La La, which I'll, I'll, I'll have her talk about. OMG Meiyu is an internet video show that she puts out five days a week um, to teach colloquial American English to, to Chinese, and, and, and uh, Crazy Fresh Chinese is going the other direction. She's teaching Chinese slang to, uh, to Mandarin learners, so it's available as an Android app on Sohu Video, on, uh, I guess it was on Sina Video, but they've run into a little bit of trouble. And of course, through her Weibo feed and, and all sorts of other venues, I've noticed there's even a Baidu Wenku document, or actually several documents that have the entire catalog of every phrase that, that you've taught over the years. <laughs> Crazy Fresh Chinese is also on, on YouTube. Welcome, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm 
fangirling over here myself as a Beijing community wannabe, I've been uh, dreaming of the chance to meet the Kaiser Kuo myself. Well, come back, come back here. We'll hang, we'll hang <laughs> I'd on. love to. So, uh, very, very warm welcome to you, and I'm, I'm so glad that you could join us. I really am a huge fan. Um, I was a fan from the time it came out, I, and I, I make my kids watch it. And, and <laughs> <laughs> that well, blows my mind. Man. I, I, I so ask. Cool. I mean, you seem like such a natural for this. Do you have like an acting background or any kind of performance background? I uh, no, not really. I've taken a couple of semesters just to bring my voice down from chipmunk mode down to something that sounds nice. <laughs> I need to do that. Maybe. Yeah, you do. <laughs> sort of, sort of <laughs> adenoidal, you mean? Or what? Jesse, can we like go, go back or... even a little bit earlier? How did you start doing this? And you know, how are you funding it? What's what's the story behind the? Uh, you started with uh, OMG Mayu, right? Right. Exactly. I. Uh, I saw an itch that needed to be scratched. Sina Weibo was starting to really gain some speed. What uh, year was this? this own- 2011, okay. summer. So uh, it's almost three years old. I can't believe that. Uh, and I I was noticing Weibo and um, how it was turning into something of uh, a community, something similar to Twitter. Uh, and I was looking to produce a show where I could uh, really do a one-to-one conversation style show something that was brought way way down in production value something i could personally produce every day and uh something that uh gets the point across in a very short period of time which in 2011 felt two minutes felt pretty short but nowadays all these videos are (laughs) 10 seconds seconds long (laughs) (laughs) with the immersion of vine and instagram video and meow pie and stuff like that so um, that's the reason behind Crazy Fresh Chinese being 30 seconds long and, you know, just evolving with the times as well. So, um, OMG Mayu, uh, we, I was producing a travel show, uh, with Voice of America and, um, really it was, it was called Bai Jie Shuo Ying Yu and uh-huh. we went around and produced this television show, like travel show where we would go to um, the last one that I really loved was um, an Ohio football game at the Ohio State University oh, and Buckeyes. teaching all sorts of English slang words, but introducing the whole culture of the Buckeye football game. I'm from Ohio. My parents met and married in, in Columbus. and My dad was in grad school there, so he's a Buckeye too. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's always some sort of Ohio connection. <clears throat> yeah. uh, and, uh, but it took so long to produce, and, and it was being aired on satellite television, so... I really am kind of obsessed with data and understanding who's watching and why. So I, I thought, why don't we take this down in production value, really understand that we're putting this in front of um, people who really want to see it. All the young people aren't watching TV in America or China, let's be real. We're going online right. <laughs> and right. we're um, consuming all of our, our content there. So uh, in terms of uh, Voice of America's strategy, it was a little bit radical at the time. They love radio and television. Yeah. So um, putting something online was um, a big step for them. And I, and I, uh, I kind of convinced them and did it first and asked you know, permission later. <laughs> Put a few up, see how it went. Has, have you gotten any pushback from the Chinese authorities because this is VOA and because you're sort of like smuggling it into, uh, you know, on, on Chinese internet video channels? Well, the it's cool n- thing about how VOA has handled this is that they um, give me complete reign over the content itself. There's no direction in terms of 
teach this, say that. That's all coming from me. What about all the anti-communist propaganda? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I'm kind of in my own division. It's, it's, it's kind of cool to be, it's like the OMG Mayu division of Voice of America. It's, it's, it's outside the United Front. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's all very authentic, which uh, I, I really commend them for. It's, it's a big step, and I think the director has really been into that. Um, but it's, it's definitely different from the stuff they usually do. Jessica, come on. It's subversive. When you teach Chinese people the word for twerk, that is, you're <laughs> subverting. That. You no, haven't done that. Okay, well, when you do, that's my thing. That's, that will bring the party sure. down. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it's, it's going to. I think it's bringing it So down. H- how many uh, viewers do you have, and you know, what's the, how has the reception been in China? The reception in China has been so overwhelming, overwhelmingly wonderful. Such a huge She has welcome. a fan club, dude. I mean, a huge got, fan club. <laughs> got the fan club, and we've had 40 million video views and 400 million social media interactions. Um, oh, and my God. It's, it's really... And you bring it up on Sohu, and I had no idea it existed on Sohu. Pirate versions. Pirate versions are out <laughs> there, talk too. Talk to Chaz so. Jong. Well, that, that is the mark of success in China. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're, we're all over. Um, but I really haven't seen an emergence of any other... Uh, "Quote unquote Lao Wai taking this on, so it's kind Although, of exciting. You know, I should I should say though, I mean, you really deserve some credit because you're really not the first one to have thought of this kind of thing. And and I've been here a long time, and I've seen so many of these things come either and pro- go. Either produced by yeah, either professionally then, yeah. done by Chinese TV right. or some uh, foreign media company. I mean, I must have seen dozens, if not, you know, f- many, many. And not only by companies. I mean, also by, you know, individuals yeah. who uh, oh, oh, do individuals. it passionately for six months. I know personally several Laowai who have tried exactly what you have done on Weibo. I mean, they, mm. they put out a few videos and tried to get some hits and things. But you've got 700 episodes of OMG Mayu already. Yeah. Oh. It's My. almost three years old, doing a show every day. I don't go on vacation. <laughs> or if I do, I take it with me, and I it, shoot shows it, there. It Maybe just partly uh, the persistence that you have uh, and the quality is, you know, can't so, beat that. She's, she's a Midwesterner, what can you say? She's <laughs> solid. Yeah, yeah. I've got that work ethic. It's, I'm passionate about it. I think that's, you know, not to say anyone else isn't, uh, but uh, taking this on, and, and when you gain a following at the beginning, in the first couple of months, we got 100,000 followers. And to me, that was my goal for the first year. Uh, <laughs> to, so to gain a passionate following. All, Chinese internet fans or followers or fences, whatever you want to call them, are the best. Yeah. If, oh, my gosh. They are so much different than uh, you know followers in America. If you look at YouTube comments on on they're so uh, nasty they're, they're so bad yeah. they're so That's discouraging but on on Weibo they're so encouraging and there's so much love there so that just drives I mean who who would who would diss you for this I, mean, uh, I don't understand all right Kaiser but let me ask another question sorry I'm like the <laughs> business guy here love is great what about money so is what the point about? of the show you're such it, an I, asshole I am I, oh, that's my job money, um, money, <laughs> that's money. my job <laughs> is it uh, is it to sort of uh, I mean in terms of VOA doing it is the, the idea that basically you're building Sino-American bridges and ties and you're helping to uh, establish VOA as a as a brand, say, if I can talk in awful neoliberal management speak <laughs> well, for a little while, or you know, is there a, a kind of a business idea behind it? What's what's the aim? I'm a business owner. I contract with Voice of America to make a program like this with them. And to your point before, I, I think uh, Voice of America has a long history of teaching English. I'm not That's reinventing true. the wheel with them right. either. 
the news in special English from nice. the Voice of America. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's how exactly, I learned. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they ha- they're very respected for that, I think. Yeah. Um, I was once stuck on a mountaintop in Xinjiang, and the only <laughs> shortwave channel get. I could get was that. It was horrifying. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, so, so obviously, I mean, having a background, um, you know, as an American and, and being familiar with the idioms and colloquialisms and the slang, um, that, that's, that's part of it. But it's really your facility in Chinese uh, that makes you such a perfect person to be doing this. So let's talk a little bit about your experience learning Chinese. Um, when did you start? And um, I understand you withstood the infamous Middlebury program, did the pledge and everything. Was that, is that true? I did. In the summer of 2006, I was uh, leaving my freshman year of college at Ohio University, and my Chinese teacher at OU said, come with me to Middlebury and and be my student. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. I don't know what Middlebury is, but I'll follow (laughs) you. And uh, I was perpetually the worst student in class. Can't believe that. Mm. You know, coming from a state school, maybe our Chinese level was a little bit slower than what a Middlebury first-year student would be. Uh, so she would bring me to her uh, dorm after lunch, after our morning classes, and say, Baijie, your grammar isn't good enough. I'm going to teach you the basics again, so you're not, so I'm losing face because my <laughs> student isn't doing well. So I'm lucky to have teachers along the way kind of bring me forward a little bit quicker than, uh, than normally. And what about ESL? Did you have any background in teaching ESL? I mean, did you like think about the pedagogy? English as a second language. Yeah, English as a (laughs) second language. Accustomed to the acronym. No, uh, my major in college was public relations and Chinese, and uh, I went to school hoping to be a journalist or somebody working in a PR firm in China, Uh, (laughs) and uh, like someone we know. that just never happened. I, I had a hard time finding a job right out of school at the end of the summer of 2008 was not the best time no. to look for a job. <laughs> so I had a little post-college crisis, took the HSK, con- contemplated grad school, and then found a, a translator job on Monster.com for Voice of America. Oh, so you, yeah. you were just a translator of VOA, and then you just... so. This I, you saw the itch, you started scratching, and then you found that there was a gratified moan of, of delight on the other side. Uh, <laughs> exactly. what was So how did it take off? I mean, what, how did it suddenly just go so big here? I mean, how, so that, like, I, 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 I talked to Chinese colleagues, they'd all, you know, at Baidu, and they, everyone's heard of it. Everyone's seen it. Uh, there was one moment uh, about a month and a half into OMG Mayu where I produced an episode called Yucky Gunk. Ah. All the gunk that comes out of your face, the boogers, the snot, the eye gunk, the bishir, yenshir, arshir, all that stuff. That just, they thought it was hilarious that a blonde girl was telling them how to say that <laughs> in English and Chinese, I guess. I'm not quite sure, but it, it took off and it, it uh, was spread all over Weibo and Renren and and I think that that episode alone got several million hits. Let's 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 give a listen to that one. I know this is not the best medium, uh, I mean, because you know yours is a video medium, and, and you're really not catching the whole effect. So you, I encourage everyone to go and 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 check it out on YouTube. But let's let's give a listen to uh, to Yucky Gunk. All of the gunk that comes out of your face. sleepy or eye gunk. 
I always have sleepies in the corner of my eye when I wake up in the morning. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, let's, uh, you, of course, you do another show, too, which is Crazy Fresh Chinese, and that goes in the other direction, right? Right. So uh, in January, we launched Crazy Fresh Chinese, and uh, it's actually uh, is my true passion. Uh, what Coming out of this project, OMG Mayu, and, and thinking to myself, uh, what am I really passionate about? What do I really want to do with my little mini production company. Uh, and I think a truly cross-cultural platform is is where I would like to move to. And I and it launched in January with, with the 100,000 Strong Foundation as our founding Yay. sponsor. So I got another Yay. daily show on my <laughs> <laughs> on my desk. Damn. And then Bai Jie La 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 is the uh, show that matches that and it teaches English uh, along with it. Uh, so every day American students or English-speaking students learn like swag in Chinese is Hanyo Fart. And then the Chinese students are learning Hanyo Far means swag. So every day they've got one more sort of. Is that what swag means? Hanyo I mean, swag, oh. like, I mean, that's a, that's a, see, a, a slang like, term that we don't know yeah, in, in I'm modern ignorant. American I know the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I thought swag was stuff that you got yeah, for free too. at a conference yeah. that you also got sent in. a synonym of swag, exactly. <laughs> I didn't realize so, that. So you use swag in a sentence in English. Yeah, right? I, don't, I can't. Yeah, please this is new to me. Teach yeah. me some English because I. Teach me swag. Um. So swag, like Kaiser, you've got swag. Oh, okay. Or yeah, if you say someone's got swag, that means so, like swagger, far. Like uh, swagger, far. You just swagger, far. swagger, uh, swagger swag, exactly. Okay, you got your far. Okay, oh, cool. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I need a refresher course in English. Yeah. So maybe yeah. You know. I never know how to use new, the new words. You know, I yeah. think yeah. my like, favorite so far on Crazy Fresh Chinese <laughs> has definitely been twerk. Twerk. <laughs> so is what in Chinese? You, you know what that is, right? I mean, you, you, I David? didn't. I didn't. But I have a sixteen-year-old daughter, so I well, eventually Miley found Cyrus, out. I think right. made everyone Miley know Sir, what that Sarah word Sarah. meant if you right. read the news at all. It was like <laughs> I, I think it was the top story on the New York Times. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I have a sixteen-year-old daughter, so I found out what it meant. So yeah. now just just for everyone's interest here, I mean, uh, what is the word for twerk in Chinese? Twerk uh, in Chinese is dian tun wu, literally electric butt dance. Dian tun wu. Yeah, that's great. Electric butt dance. Yeah, wow. like which that. is so literal. It's so wonderful. It, it is. I mean, it really does look like your ass is being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or maybe Miley does it. It looks like that. It's not dian oh. like like to 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 shake. Dian no, like it's like Oh wow, wow. I would have I would have dian board a dian. Yeah, dian board a dian. That would work too. That would work too. Probably, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Here we are. Here we are discussing how, right. how to translate work. Very interesting. Yeah. Says Kyle. Such a scholarly conversation. Yeah, so, so, the etymology of the word to twerk. Uh, Next week we'll have Myri si- Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. You've been in China too long. Um, so, was something is this something that you do pretty much solo? I mean, uh, you know, in, in when when PBS, I guess it was NewsHour, they did a piece on you. Mm. Uh, it looked like it was just you in front of a Mac in your apartment. Is that is that really how it works? I do. I, I, I'm still a one woman band. Oh my I god! I shoot everything on my iPhone. I write and cut everything on my Mac, and I have some really great interns uh, who help me out just to make sure everything is authentic on the Chinese side. Um, and I'm, um, yeah, it's just just me. Oh my God! That's can I can I compliment you from a, a linguistic standpoint? Because I'm I'm a linguist by training, and I, I was really struck by I spent the afternoon uh, uh, catching up on your newer stuff on your YouTube thing. So I watched several this afternoon this afternoon several episodes of OMG 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the reasons the Chinese like this is, you know, I tell my, my students, you know, you've got, to, you've got to hear things in context. It's these patterns that you use over and over again. And, the, you know, you can see these patterns in things like uh, Friends or episodes of Big Bang Theory or something. But what you've got is that you, you take a pattern and you use it in different contexts. And you, you, you play with it in different intonations, right? So you'll give it some simple thing like, Ni la? Ni la? Or, you know, or it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And, and you give them different feelings. Oh, you can say it this way. In another context, it can have a different flavor to it. And I think that's, in a way, what's turning them on, is they're, they're feeling like they come away from this, from this two-minute episode with a, a really uh, sort of gut instinct of, of how these idioms are used in daily life, which is, which is you're not going to get from a textbook. Or from a, a non-native uh, teacher. Yeah, which is which is, surprises me because you you say you don't have formal training in like you know English as a second language pedagogy, but you seem to be doing a really damn good job of it. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. I I to to comment on that in terms of giving them so so when I say needs them a lot needs them a lot. What do you how, like? Yeah. How can you right. all that? What the fuck? What the? <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in terms of giving them that, I think it's it. It feels like you're looking at someone um, like you're having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a 3D experience. I really oh. think about what would it be like to sit across from somebody and um, observe how they are speaking. Because I think that's a big part of learning a language that is lost in a classroom, lost in a textbook. Lost on a, a mere podcast. Lost in <laughs> a mere podcast. To sit across from someone and hear them yeah. say, like, needs them a lot. And Just see the, the, the face and, and the, the eyebrows and, and the, yeah. the intonation yeah. and everything that goes along yeah. with it. It's all about communication. And, and that's they crave that. They're not getting it from their normal texts and things that they're using. Well, Sheldon and Big Bang Theory doesn't stop and tell you what bazinga means and yes. how to use it, right? That's right. So and, the, and the problem with using Big Bang Theory or something is that you get caught up in the story and you no, quit, the, you the, quit the learning. The problem is that they've blocked it in China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just the the technical language in that show, too. Yeah. I sometimes get lost myself. Right, right. right. I and, mean, that's, and, uh, that's how most, uh, so many of the people that I know in China who speak really good idiomatic English, they tell me that what they, they learned it from watching Friends. Mm-hmm. They learned it from watching, right. you know, 24. They, they learned it, you know, they're, they're like Meiji fans, right? Right. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. Exactly. And that started, I guess. I mean, even before that, I think people learnt from subtitled movies. But the Meiju fans, there was a noticeable improvement in many people's English, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess starting about 15 years ago when pirate DVD, VCDs were yeah, first seen, available. I, I judge English contests sometimes, and I've seen some astonishingly good English from 12 and 13-year-olds who've just grown up watching Disney movies. Right. And their intonation, their slang. It's yeah. just amazing. Then it's yeah. like Scandinavian and Dutch kids. Right. right. Yeah. Um, you must get a lot of feedback from your, fans, from your fans here. Is there like a word or phrase that you've tried to teach that hasn't been easily understood, that's given people a lot of problems, or they, they've written to you and said, even after watching you, I still didn't quite get this word? Or is there one that's like maybe brought particular delight uh, for the OMG? Maybe a listener that they've just besides like boogers and besides, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> besides boogers, right? Um, teaching the phrase "what's up" and how to answer it, I think, has been a request and something that's been uh, of of much interest to the fans so far. I've gone over that saying so many times in so many episodes because I think they're still learning exactly how to answer, like, "Hey, what's up?" 
which doesn't mean you don't need to literally tell me what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or you could. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind just of... Just kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, like, you're not literally kicking it. Right. Um, right. So um, there's just so much to, to tackle there. Uh, but, I mean, that, that one seems like it's so intuitive. It's just like Chinese when someone goes, let me on, go over our whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you say, what do you... I mean, you know, in response to that... It's always for me. It's always You haven't locked me up or killed me yet. But <laughs> well, they will, Jeremy. They will. They will. They will. Before <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> if the past <laughs> month's activities in this country are anything to go by. <laughs> um, so you actually? I mean, I, I I wasn't joking when I said you have a fan club here. You actually have like a Baijia fan club, right? And and you've actually interacted with them before. What does that feel like? That must be amazing. It is so surreal. Just coming here in the first few months of OMG Mayu, I got to take a trip to Beijing and and meet uh, uh, close to a hundred people who'd been watching, and it and it felt like I was uh, like like a Miley Cyrus or somebody coming on stage. And did you twerk? People <laughs> <laughs> No, it looks like I'm having a seizure if I attempt twerking. Uh, but no, it was it was surreal. It was amazing. Just like I said, the warm welcome. Uh, that's an understatement. They were like cheering and clapping and let's take selfies and every and it was just it was did, really surreal. Did they did they try to use some of the stuff that you t- taught them? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had recently yeah. taught. I'm a dog person, and like 50 people were like, "I'm a dog person. My favorite dog is this," and it was, you know, uh, <laughs> it was just adorable, you know. Oh, but it makes you feel like it's working. I I I totally think now that. I suspect that a lot of people who I've encountered who have come up to me and then like, engaged and then suddenly whipped out something super colloquial, like, <laughs> I'm a dog person. I'm not, I, 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 I'm, I think that it might have come from you, actually. I think you may, may have a, a greater so, impact on so, so you've got great responsibility. With awesome power comes awesome responsibility. You, yeah. You've got to be very accurate when you convey these things because people believe you now. You've got cred. I feel a huge responsibility uh, to be accurate, to to show them slang that is actually current. I'm not going to be like, what's up, homeboy? Or anything like that. Or, you know, or QED. just just something. I, I want to make sure. For shizzle. Part of OMG Mayu as the opener has always been <laughs> like the newest mm-hmm. and most authentic American, you know, slang. So are, are you somebody who's, who's looking at like... Um, you know, uh, what, what's that called? Sl- that slang dictionary. What's it called? UrbanDictionary. Right? Urban Are you looking at that all the time? Well, part of that is that I'm, I'm, I've got a huge responsibility to make it appropriate. You know, the the naughty words I've got to skip over, and it's it's you know being responsible to the people who are funding the the production too. Oh, but I mean, but those are the best ones. I mean, like teaching all the nuances of the, the verb fuck. I've had the, friends the joke, around, the joke around. Joke around. Do they? They want to do like a Heijia version of Baijia. <laughs> <laughs> hey no, no. Oh my god, that would be so good. It would be. It, it, I would it's watch like ebonic the slang frick from out of that show. Absolutely. Oh, we totally need that. that. Oh my god, that would be the coolest. <laughs> a Heijia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I've seen some videos too from some other uh, people teaching American slang. 
putting up videos about so one word I saw a couple of years ago was about like the chili dumps or something and teaching it as if it's actually used on a regular oh, basis. Like a slang term for for diarrhea, for or something. Yeah. right? And it kind of upset me because they didn't explain that it was a regional term. It's kind of a Midwestern thing to say, I think. Chili dumps. <laughs> I've, never I've never even heard it. I've never heard chili it. Dumps. It's awesome yeah. when yeah. you say it yeah. though. <laughs> no, I think it's a one. So I have so the chili dumps. <laughs> 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 Must have been the curry last. <laughs> good word oh, I'm learning a lot of English from you <laughs> so I think it's a good decision though on your part because it, as, as a responsible you know a purveyor or sort of conveyor of, of culture because it's not a good idea really for non-native speakers to try to use that that Dirty sector stuff. of the vocabulary, they're going to fail. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to result. It's You're not right. a good idea. I mean, you need I'm, to understand it, but you know, you don't want to encourage people. To you guys have it. all seen this happen before. Uh, Americans come here and they learn the most. I mean, they learn the large bore, like right. super, yeah. like like the nasty, most despicable nasty. insults, disgusting. Right, right. Insults. and they, they don't have the medium. And then they have right. one they don't beer have the, and get into a small tiff with somebody on the street, and they, and they you know, insult the only them. Only they know. You know, it's like yeah, shall be here. And then there's the, before you know it, there's a fight, and the police are there. It's very sad. And right. that situation yeah. will end up uh, filmed on a cell phone. Now it put will. on put yeah. on the internet. Right, and, and, and there's another Lao Wai. Yeah. Uh, you know. So you, you've never had that happen to you, I guess. <laughs> Slippery slope. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm curious. I, I was I started off the show talking about you know giving shout outs to people I think who have done kind of work that not everyone knows about um, in, in in bridge building, uh, and I, I think all of us here have done done our share of that. Uh, of course, not Jeremy. You've, you've only burned bridges, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but... No, I'm joking. You know, I'm just joking. Uh, who, who, let's, let's, let's go around the room. I mean, who, who are some of the other people who I think reserve, who you think deserve recognition for, 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 you know, doing at a people-to-people level sort of, you know, the, 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 the work of, of increasing bilateral understanding if just sino-us no, 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 sino-anglophone talking... western. western well dashan is the first Absolutely. one in a way i yeah, mean yeah. uh you know i mean he <clears throat> mark is made lawai acceptable in chinese mainstream media in in the early 90s when uh we were of a dubious um uh yeah uh, basically s- suspected of being a little dubious yeah i'm i i am of such a Dashan supporter at this point, where uh, I mean, where I will get physically enraged. You'll when I beat people up who say bad things yeah. about Dashan. I used to want to punch Dashan in the face once in a while. Now I want to punch anyone who disses him in the face. Right. There's there's a flip side of Dashan, which is his his real teacher, who's also my teacher, and is someone who doesn't get mentioned much, but actually he's behind the scenes and he's very important to this this whole world. And that's Ding Guangquan. Yeah. Who is my who is Ho Bao Lin's uh, last disciple, disciple and who Ho has, being the great yeah, Ho master being the, of the, the 20th century cross talk. cross talk and maybe the most famous humorist in the 20th century but uh, he found his niche which was teaching foreigners cross talk with Xiangsheng That's so right. he's responsible really in a way for Dashan he's responsible for Jesse who, who studied with him too and, and Julian, I studied, right? and Julian, Julian and me Julian, so in fact you name anybody who's on TV now Charlotte you, Charlotte you do, you do, well although she grew up in Nanjing right, so it's a little bit right, different but different, she's right. gone through him for many many mm-hmm, uh, sort mm-hmm. of 
Ding, Ding Wang Chan is somebody that really almost needs an article written about him because he's an un, unsung hero of this cross-cultural. Any foreigner who's made it big doing comedy in one way or the other has gone through him. And he's totally self-effacing, totally sweet guy, but he's totally supportive and totally uh, non-egotistical about teaching Americans this art form. And he's, a, he's great. I mean, I don't know why people don't mention him more often, but he's the... He's the bridge. He's an amazing bridge for the last 15, 20 years. Excellent. Excellent. He's, he's taught well over 100 students. And, and even those that don't excel have learned a heck of a lot about Chinese culture. He's a great cultural ambassador. Jessica, do you have any unsung heroes you want to give shout-outs to? Uh, I, have, I have two in mind. Uh, number one, I think, is just any Chinese teacher who doesn't start a class and say that Chinese is really hard. And it, welcome to Chinese class. I think that kind of happens too often uh-huh. uh, in terms of... They'll figure it out that it's hard on their own. <laughs> they'll, figure out, they'll figure it out on their own. But what I mean is any, I think any teacher that um, helps students understand how fun Chinese can be to learn and, and to make it a little more accessible and, and, and just relevant to young people, I think, is, is important. But also Abigail Washburn, by far, is yeah. somebody I have to mention. Uh, she just gave this really moving concert at the National Chinese Language Conference uh, last month, and uh, the song she sang, the the um, the Chinese song she sang, there were hundreds and hundreds of Chinese language teachers singing along with her, and just the like. I'm sure you've uh, totally understand how music can really bring oh, yeah. um, cultures together <laughs> so much more than. Than a slang video or, or anything like that. I think music yeah, you more than anything. Yeah, don't You're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> music more than anything, I think, can really can really do that. Well, that's great. I mean, uh, I, let's we're gonna make sure to put up links to to those people's works. Howie Snyder. Yeah, Howie Snyder. Yeah, absolutely. Beijing birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that's a documentary about Howie, who's a guy who's been in and out of China for too many years for anyone to count. And uh, is about some children that he and was. And by the way, a student of Ding Guang Chen. Right. Okay. So you know, comedy in China right. and you know, American New Yorker. I, I mean, it's 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 high time we gave another shout out to one of my, my favorites, uh, of course, the China History Podcast by uh, Laszlo Montgomery. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, uh, a very important thing because I I'm one, somebody who believes that understanding the history is really really necessary to to grasping uh, you know, present conditions. And then I think the folks at the Asia Society and particularly things that Orville Schell has been doing you know, China over the last few years. I mean, Orville Schell, I think, is somebody who, if you're talking about as particularly American Chinese bridges, is somebody who's been a China file is astonishingly great, isn't it? It I is mean, really it, good. It's yeah. just, I, I, I... Although, disclosure, we... Are <laughs> well, yeah, of course, yeah, we're, we're re well, But even if that weren't the case, I would... Uh, uh, disclosure, that's... Okay. Yeah, okay, there's well. right. so we, we all have a vested interest. <laughs> all right, so disclosure's made. It's still just a kick-ass, it, wonderful it lives, it lives up to his initial sort of dream. Exactly, and how often does that happen? Yeah, yeah. It, it actually came out almost exactly as he described exactly, it. Exactly, right. It's a, a wonderful platform. Another thing that I should be a disclosure about, but I should also say is... The Scent on China in the World in Australia, which is a Jeremy Barmey project. Yes, oh, which that's very good, yeah. Is, uh, you know, I mean, they have this incredible building. It's one of the most beautiful buildings, an interpretation of sort of Chinese traditional architecture in, in a contemporary form in the middle of the bush capital of Australia and is sort of the latest in a long string of um, things that Jeremy has done. I mean, he's an irritant often to all sides, uh, west mm. and east, 
But when he's not an irritant, he's also somebody who's made mutual understanding much more possible, I think. But you and, and he both are producing uh, every year and, and off and on a lot of really great free stuff online, which yeah. is very well done and very well produced. Yeah, I'm all Thank about you. You know, producing quality free stuff and putting it on. <laughs> quality free stuff. I mean, that's what we do best, actually, as a, a team here. I'm not speaking for you, Jessica. Yeah. No, you're preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. Hey, so, uh, you know, Jessica, we do this thing at the end of the show where we uh, make recommendations of stuff that we've read or, or looked at or ordered recently. Just anything, you'll, any, any old thing. Um, so, Jeremy, let's start with you as usual. I'd like to um, just point out that the uh, China Dialogue, the uh, environment in, uh, environmental issue website started by Isabel Hilton, um, they recently had uh, their China Environmental Journalism Awards just last week in, in Beijing, which they do together with uh, the Guardian newspaper. Uh, so the China Environmental Press Awards 2014. Uh, and if you follow the winners of the awards, you have uh, links to some of the best Chinese journalism on the environment. And coincidentally, uh, or maybe not so coincidentally, but uh, the China Story, the website that I'm involved in uh, under the Australian Center on China and the World, just published a, an entry on the lexicon section by Isabel on the environment, looking to summarize a sort of big picture view of what the issues are and what the different uh, sectors, different people uh, who are talking about the environment from government to NGOs are, are saying about it. Dave, what do you have for us? Uh, so maybe I'll jump in and give another cultural ambassador bridge kind of, you know, recommendation oh, we didn't get didn't get time to give, which is uh, a guy I think you probably know is Zhang Ling. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. He, he, he was, for many years, was the bass player with Cui Jian. Yes, he was, before he went to Australia. Or yeah. after, even after. He's back. Right, right. Yeah, right and even after, yeah, right. Yeah, he went to Australia in 88, I remember. Uh, yeah. It was 88. Oh, I thought it was after it was 88. that certain event, but maybe not. No, okay. no, no. It was maybe before right. before that certain event. Anyway, why am I recommending him as a bridge? <laughs> that certain event that is currently event? making baby yeah. <laughs> Hellhole. <laughs> Why are we dancing? <laughs> that they're not right. June 4, 1989, 25 years. Hello. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jeremy's, he's got, Who's that he's got Synology Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was I? Oh, oh I got you were talking about Zhang Ling. Yeah. Yes. Um, great guy. Why is it an ambassador? Because he um, uh, has recently had a great success in getting <clears throat> the blues, getting the blues into the popular, you know, right. Chinese mentality. He did a blues, and it's just a, you know, it's a very good a very blues. standard. And blues, he though. sings great blues, by the way. He, he does sings great blues, and we've always thought for a decade or more, twenty years, that that the blues ought to be big in China because it's, it's all pentatonic. About, it, it's about pain. It's about hardship, and you know, and it's also pentatonic. It's I also mean, pentatonic. It's like with a drop fix, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> but he succeeded with this beyond his wildest dreams. And you know, the great thing about it is called hujo blues, which is which is he's talking about this Drinking woman blues. woman who cheated on him. And then in the middle, he has this break section where I he know talks who he's about, talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> He has this break section where he, where he just lists all the alcohol he consumed that night. You know, well, so it's just like one bourbon, yeah, and by the end of that list, the, the audience is just on its feet screaming because they all understand this feeling of being so 
down in the dumps. You just want to, to obliterate yourself. Right. But with, then the, with, the next step is in the Chinese heartache story is actually then you burn a bunch of holes in your arm with a cigarette. <laughs> That's always what it is. Anyway, my my hats off to him and an all power to him because he's doing a, a nice thing. And he's just he's he been runs, dedicated okay, so to for this. For those of you who are in time. Beijing, he actually owns a terrific little bar. Uh, he used to be proprietor and the manager of the yeah. CD Cap Blues For, Cafe, yeah. but now he's got a, a place on that weird little eclectic Russian yeah. slash Central but it's Asian still, street. It's still called the CD Blues Cafe. Still, yeah. it's still CD where, Blues where Cafe. Where is that? It's it's by Rutan Park, oh, at, um, okay. right by the Elephant. You know where the Elephant oh, is yes. in that weird little street. Chocolate district. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You, Jeremy, would know that. Yeah, right? you would. <laughs> well, I, I'm not the one who's been there most recently, judging by certain <laughs> Gary Steinbart <laughs> articles. I guess you're right. I yeah, that would be there. another recommendation, actually. Sorry, I just okay, have to okay, say, because okay. Kaiser gets <laughs> called, uh, you know, as if Bon Jovi went to Google. Was Kaiser going to Baidu by yeah. Gary Steingart? Very good piece. The, the title is actually piece on Bon Jovi Goes to Google. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Whoever did that, I mean, whoever said that, I mean, there's some anonymous person who told Gary Steingart, I mean, who compared me to Bon Jovi, which is, you know, deeply f***ing offensive. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to have words Why? with Ruggedly it. handsome? Uh, uh, rock star? What? <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm, no, I'm I'm offended. I'm part of my deep. No, just um, okay. Is it my turn? I, I, no, you know, Jessica, it's your turn. I think you can, you can. I was actually I was going to mention that article. I I got a b- huge kick out of it. I'm sorry they called you Bon Jovi. Uh, uh, I, I was slightly tickled. I <laughs> but I thought I thought it was a pretty cool article. Um, but also, I have a huge crush on the book uh, In Line Behind a Billion People. Yeah. Uh, We've had Damien on the show. Damien is a real close friend of mine. He's the greatest. Uh, Bill Adams is really, really intelligent. I really uh, admire him. That's the book I've been re- recommending people for the like, one China book. Even, I mean, even almost edging out Age of Ambition. With, uh, Damien, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's got such a great perspective. And it's such an easily digestible book. I think it's it's a quick read, and you it kind of gets you. And it has lots of slang in it. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, but I also can't stop listening to Abigail Washburn. Uh, I've I've been really into her music since you know my first trip to China. Her her music was in my earphones every day on my. Check out the Wu Force. I know the Wu Force is 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 definitely on my on my. They, yeah, yeah, they haven't released any actual. Okay, but uh, soon, right? They're working on uh, an album. So. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm going to go off China. I'm I'm sorry. I, I've been. Um, but then there's, there's, it's tangentially related. We've had Pankaj Mishra on this show a couple of times. Um, not too long ago, I saw a review that he wrote about Perry Anderson's book, In- The Indian Ideology, and um, I was sort of inspired to, to go ahead and read that book, even though his review is fairly critical of it. Um, and it's it's excellent. I really highly recommend it. Perry Anderson, The Indian Ideology. He actually kind of. Jesus, you know, goes after some sacred cows. Uh, <laughs> he he's very critical of both Gandhi and Nehru for having created a confessional state. Yeah, they read Pankaj Mishra's review of it as well. I'll put a link up to that. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. Jessica, you know, thanks. That was so great to have you come in finally. And, and, and thanks for just having me. Keep it up. Keep it up. This is it's it's it's, it's amazing. Uh, the work that you're doing. Thanks, Jeremy. Man, look, next time let's. Um, have the show again every day so we have good weather every day yeah yeah okay. take an inspiration yeah, tomorrow we'll do again we'll do another show tomorrow <laughs> David as, as usual great to have you thanks boogers 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 <laughs> oh, no. poop
Um, twerk. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, back to work. Um, and uh, we will see you folks next week on Seneca Podcast. We have some really, really cool shows lined up for you. Next week, we've got Leda Hong Fincher. Um, the week after that, we have um, a, a special guest, and he will reveal the mysteries and the differences between Northerners and Southerners and their origins in agricultural habits of rice producers versus wheat producers. So hang on. His name's Thomas Talbot. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye.